Good morning, I'm Sharla Freeland from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Tuesday, February 23rd. In today's news, Dominion Voting Systems files a defamation suit against the MyPillow CEO over false election claims, and the first real-world coronavirus vaccine data out of Britain shows a decline in hospitalizations after the first dose. But first, the big idea. On Monday, Merrick Garland testified at his confirmation hearing to be the next Attorney General of the United States. Sitting before the Senate Judiciary Committee, Garland said that, if confirmed, his first order of business will be dealing with the widespread investigation into the U.S. Capitol riot. He also vowed to stamp out the rising threat of domestic terrorism and restore public faith in the Justice Department. Garland drew parallels between the January 6th riot and past domestic terrorism threats, including the Ku Klux Klan and the Oklahoma City bombing. Garland led the prosecution of Timothy McVeigh in that 1995 bombing, one of the deadliest domestic attacks in U.S. history, which killed 168 people. The Post's Matt Zapatowski, Anne E. Marymau, and Devlin Barrett say Garland promised the ongoing investigation into the Capitol riot would center not just on the rioters, but on those who aided them. Garland is currently a federal appeals court judge and is expected to be confirmed with bipartisan support in the Senate, a different story from his 2016 nomination to the Supreme Court by President Obama, when Republican lawmakers famously refused to vote on his nomination. Throughout the seven-hour hearing, lawmakers from both parties pressed the nominee on how he would manage the department and air grievances about previous administrations. Democrats asserted the Justice Department had been politicized in the Trump administration, and Republicans expressed disapproval of actions during the Obama administration and asked Garland to assure them he would not return to Obama-era policies. It's not uncommon for cabinet members to deflect demands for specific actions or policy goals, and Garland's current job as a federal judge led him to be even more guarded with his answers. For one, Garland didn't offer specific comments when asked about the ongoing Delaware investigation into President Biden's son, Hunter. The nominee said he understands that the Delaware U.S. attorney was permitted to stay on as a U.S. attorney in the case, and he has no reason to doubt that decision. Garland also declined to say whether he supports carrying out the federal death sentences of those already convicted of crimes, which currently includes the defendant in the Boston Marathon bombing and the Charleston Church shooter. Garland did say he supported the death penalty for McVeigh and harbored no regrets, but that his views have since evolved, saying he has great pause about the death penalty. He hinted that the Justice Department is likely returned to its posture in the Obama administration when there was a moratorium on executions. Executions resumed under President Trump. In an emotional moment during the hearing, Garland talked about his grandparents who fled anti-Semitism in Eastern Europe before coming to the United States. Garland says he wants to use his position as attorney general to return the kindness America has shown his family. A second panel featuring outside witnesses is scheduled for today, and a confirmation vote is expected in early March. And that's the big idea. Here are two other stories that should be on your radar. Number one, Dominion Voting Systems has filed a defamation lawsuit against MyPillow CEO Mike Lindell. The suit claims Lindell promoted false claims that Dominion's voting machines were rigged against President Donald Trump in the 2020 presidential election. 
The Minion says Lindell was spreading these claims in an effort to boost pillow sales. The lawsuit cites interviews and other public appearances in which Lindell repeatedly spread those claims while viewers were urged to buy his products. His company has offered discounts to customers who use the promo code QAnon and Fight for Trump. Post-investigative reporter Emma Brown says the lawsuit also claims Lindell contributed to a viral disinformation campaign about Dominion, saying he used social media, broadcast interviews, pro-Trump rallies, and a two-hour documentary about the alleged election fraud. That documentary, titled Absolute Proof, was created by Lindell, and he paid to have it aired 13 times just this month on One America News. The lawsuit against Lindell and his company seeks more than $1.3 billion and is one of several that Dominion has filed in recent weeks. The company has already sued Trump's personal lawyer Rudy Giuliani and pro-Trump lawyer Sidney Powell and has sent retraction demands to dozens of individuals and businesses. As in its complaint against Lindell, Dominion alleges that both Giuliani and Powell capitalized on their false election fraud claims. In a response, Lindell said that he was very happy to hear that Dominion had sued him and that this can get him to the evidence faster. He added that he plans to continue releasing more movies and documentaries about alleged election fraud. He rebuffed claims that he's using election fraud to market pillows, saying his efforts have actually been bad for business and he's lost 22 retailers. The suit, however, alleges that this has all helped MyPillow's bottom line, citing tweets from Trump supporters who said they were buying MyPillow products to support Lindell's campaign against election fraud. And number two is good news out of the UK regarding the COVID vaccine. Researchers in Scotland reported Monday that the first doses of the Pfizer-BioNTech and Oxford-AstraZeneca shots greatly reduced hospital admissions from COVID-19 among the elderly. In the first study that examines the nationwide effectiveness of the two vaccines, the Pfizer shot showed a reduction of up to 85% of hospitalizations, and the Oxford shot yielded a 94% reduction. The Scottish research was released in a preprint Monday and has not been peer-reviewed, but Washington Post-London correspondents William Booth and Carla Adam say British public health officials are hailing the results from the studies. The president of the British Society for Immunology called the initial data extremely promising. The Scottish researchers analyzed a data set covering the entire Scottish population of 5.4 million people. 1.1 million, about 20% of the population, have received their first dose of either Pfizer or Oxford vaccines. They compared the vaccinated people to the unvaccinated and saw strong evidence of protection. Over 8,000 people in Scotland ended up in the hospital with COVID-19 between December and mid-February. Only 58 of those patients had received their first dose. When the results from both vaccines were combined, in people 80 and older, there was an 81% reduction in hospitalizations by the fourth week. In a second study, scientists from Public Health England presented preliminary data showing that the Pfizer vaccine appears to provide high levels of protection against COVID-19 symptoms as well as infection. Researchers in that study examined a group of vaccinated healthcare workers every two weeks. They found that one dose reduced the risk of infection by more than 70 percent, and after the second dose, that number jumped to 85 percent. In its initial rollout, the UK vaccine campaign prioritized nursing home residents, healthcare workers, and any individual over the age of 70. 
Britain has now expanded their age limit to everyone 65 and older. That's The Daily 202 for Tuesday, February 23rd. I'm Sharla Freeland. Thanks for listening. 